Welcome to I Want an Invite, a limited release podcast series on a mission to make people obsessed with you. And you know what? It's not as hard as you think. In this 10-episode series, our host, Emily Spang, that's me, helps you take the elements of story, values, and goals and create a killer podcast that leaves your audience wanting more. Correction, it makes them super fans. Our framework helps you go from what the heck does my audience even want to recording content with ease that actually articulates who you are, what you do, and how you want people to connect with you. Get ready for your audience to be screaming, I want an invite. Let's all be super honest right now. We have all listened to podcasts that are not good. Maybe the host seems very unsure of themselves, the topic they are discussing is super boring and monotone, or they're just reading off facts, and they're not aware of how to make their guests feel comfortable. And in turn, the host seems uncomfortable, their guests seem really uncomfortable, and the episode just kind of ends up being a flop. What I found through working with clients is that the best podcasts touch on something more than just facts. Like I said, facts are boring. They are necessary in some instances, but when not paired with storytelling, they're boring. The best podcasts reach the human side of the audience, the side of people that has hope for the future, the side that wants more from the world, for their life, for their family. Your audience has big goals and dreams. They want to be able to experience that within your episodes. Those are the episodes and podcasts that keep people coming back for more. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying you shouldn't use facts. You totally should use facts as the basis of what you're talking about and really be able to bring your zone of genius into those episodes. You know things and can speak to things that other people can't speak to, and that is why you should start a podcast in the first place, is to expand on those facts and share your unique experience. But what a lot of people end up doing is they get so stuck in the facts, they forget about the people, and they forget about the story that they're telling. Facts are good when positioned accordingly, but story, that's the element that really makes people curious, and it will win your audience over every single time. Now, I'm sure at this point you're thinking, okay, great, fine, that all sounds fantastic, but I don't really have a story. My story is too boring. Nothing crazy has happened to me. Well, I'm here to tell you nothing crazy had to happen to you. Your story is useful and valid in building credibility and trust with your audience. People are curious about other people, and your story, even if you think it might be boring, is a sneak peek into your world, which someone will care about. And you know how I know this? I know this because of TikTok. Yes, TikTok. Let's talk about this for a second. TikTok grew from 11 million active users to 1.5 billion active users by the end of 2022. So they went from 11 million to 1.5 billion. If you have never been on TikTok or used the app, most of the videos are of people's lives, like truly their general lives. There are so many videos of people cooking, cleaning their house, getting ready for work, prepping for the week, taking care of their kids. It's literally people in their daily lives doing what most people think is boring, but what others are curious about. We all want in on the secret that makes some aspect of our life better, so we are naturally curious when we see others doing something. Here's an example. I have literally seen videos of people making cups of coffee, and I'm super intrigued because I want to know what they put in their coffee. 
I'm also super intrigued by what other people are eating and maybe you are as well. Like I want to know if I'm eating the right thing. People are curious. You are curious. I'm curious. That's why this works. So your life is interesting even if you don't think it is. All of those things that I just mentioned are people doing normal things. You probably do most of those things in your daily life. Which means if people on TikTok can share what they do on the daily, which is essentially their story broken down into small bits, you have something to share as well. You just haven't discovered the magic of your life yet. Or you know what? Maybe you have found the magic of your life and you don't even need to be listening to this right now. And in that case, have a wonderful day and good luck with your podcast. Now, if you're still with me and you're the remaining people, I imagine you still feel a little stuck around your story and what you could even share. Because if you're anything like me, I didn't think my life was very interesting either. I didn't think I had anything to share or anything to touch on. It took me years to really find the magic of my life. And if you feel like you can't quite put your finger on the magic of your life yet, that is okay. You are not alone. Most of the people I work with, myself included, It's really hard to figure out what you want to share and what that magic piece of your story is. So I'm going to take you through a few steps and a few things that you can think about to really start to strategize on what you can share about your story and discover all of the elements that are already available in your life so that you can create interesting content for the people in your audience. And I'm just going to put a disclaimer here as well. It might feel really scary to start sharing your story. It took me years to think I had anything to say. I have recorded so many things that I have never released because I was so scared or thought that like people didn't care. And what I've learned over the years is that people really do care. But if you're surrounded by family and friends that never record themselves except for like home videos, family videos... It can feel really weird recording yourself and like putting yourself out on social media or on a podcast or on a YouTube channel. So I get it. It feels strange and it's kind of an uncomfortable thing to get into. So I guess the real question here is how do you get over this fear and really figure out what you want to say? What I have found is the easiest and most authentic thing to do is to ground yourself into your story. You have to believe in your story more than anything else. You have to know it front to back. You have to be able to describe it at any time to anyone. And that's the part that usually stops people because it's really hard to look at our life and say, oh, look at all of these things that we did. Where's the lessons? What have I learned? What am I willing to share? And it's really breaking down those topics that people will want to hear about and being a little vulnerable and sharing what you've gone through. And I think to expand on that, it's really to know the details. To know the details of your life so well that no matter what is thrown at you, you will know how to answer the question. And that just gives you so much confidence to be able to record yourself or start the business or launch the podcast. Really just do the thing that you've been putting off. It really is about just understanding your story and being able to tell people about that, having confidence in that story, and owning who you are. When you own your story, it empowers people around you and your audience to own their story since they can relate to what you have gone through. And empowering others and openly sharing the pieces of your life that are vulnerable is really how you build a community. That's how you build a devoted audience. 
So first, we have to find the magic of your story to even get started with any of this. So there are three parts to your story that will make it easier for you to identify things you have experienced that you can take and then use throughout your content. So the first is what you overcame or the problem that you solved. The second is what you achieved once you overcame this. And the third is credibility or the story that shows how you worked through these things, right? So kind of wrapping all of those things up in a neat little package. So here's an example for you. I have been an entrepreneur for seven years. It's taken me seven years to build this business and to have the confidence to come on here and talk to you all and share what I have learned and what I know. There was a time in my life when it was so hard for me to even leave the house, I couldn't even drive to the grocery store or go to my parents' house without having a panic attack. I suffered from crippling anxiety, the kind of anxiety where my face would go completely numb. And if anyone listening to this has ever experienced that, it is absolutely crazy and it is so difficult to overcome. Now, at the same time, I had this dream of launching a coaching consulting business I went through so many years of hating all my jobs and I had finally figured out a few things that helped me change course and get jobs that I actually enjoyed and I stopped having jobs where I suffered through and was miserable every single day. So I'm sitting at home with this big dream in my heart, wanting to help other women who aren't happy and wanting to create more freedom in my life and in their life and help them actually live, not just get by. I had big plans in my head if only I could get myself to leave my house. Now I know what you're thinking. How dumb does a person have to be to launch a business but have so much anxiety that they can't even act on many of the things that would make that business successful? But seriously, what was I actually thinking? I know what I was thinking. I was thinking about all the women that I knew who were living mediocre lives when they could be living extraordinary lives. So I focused on that. Every single day I woke up with so much anxiety. So I started the habit of brain dumping, which is the process of writing everything down that is in your mind onto a piece of paper. I let all of my thoughts go through writing. And that seemed like it was really working. So the next thing I added to my morning routine was writing down my dream life and the kind of people that I got to work with in that dream life. And that helped. Then I knew I needed something a little bit more to help me just take this a little farther. So I researched and I learned how to meditate. And I did this every single day. And I built that into my routine. And I kept doing these same habits every day. I would brain dump, envision my dream life, meditate. Next day, brain dump, envision the dream life, meditate. You get the idea. I did this every single day. And eventually, I got the courage to go to a networking event. Granted, I was nervous the whole time, but the tools and habits I formed helped me. Then I went to another networking event. Then I went to another and another. Now, at no point did I not have anxiety doing any of these things, but the tools I found and integrated into my life helped. So I started holding small networking events for women I knew, and I taught them these tools that I learned. And then I rented a table at a conference. And then I rented a table at a second conference and I kept doing my morning routine and kept meeting with women and teaching them this practice. And eventually I got coaching clients. Now this took me years and a lot of patience and a lot of hard work, but eventually I did it. I got clients and realized that most everything can be solved through creating systems and processes that help you feel and achieve what you want. Now my anxiety is 
way less rigid because I learned how to maintain my anxiety. But the habits that I formed then still hold true now. And I have so much advice to give on overcoming anxiety, I could probably write an entire book. So that was one of my stories. Now that you heard that, do you have something that is similar? That wasn't groundbreaking, really. I had anxiety. There are so many people with anxiety. But you have a unique experience with anxiety if that is something that has happened to you. So start to think about the stories that you could share in your life. This is a wonderful exercise to really sit down and write everything that you have overcame. Even the smallest thing that you think is really not that important, it is. And you can speak to it even if it's a shorter story than what I just gave. You can take something small and you can expand on it. Use your story to build credibility and really connect with your audience more deeply. Use your story to figure out those things that you work through and you came out on the other side and you somehow learned something, even the smallest thing. Now, maybe you're thinking, okay, great, this whole story thing is awesome, but I want to start a podcast that's not about me. I want to interview other people. I want to have guests on my podcast. And this still applies to if you want to do interviews and have guests on your podcast. You can start thinking about how you can get your podcast to follow that same structure. How can you bring out their story? Maybe it's getting to know them first and asking about their journey and really digging into their past, listening to their stories and identifying what they overcame and what they achieved, and then asking them to expand on those things that align with your audience and your goals for your podcast. You can dissect a journey that someone is sharing with you and say, ooh, that feels like it's going to fit with my audience. Let's expand on that. Let's dig into that. And now that style of interviewing takes practice, but you can do it. And when you interview this way, you can really give your audience a taste of the steps that help people get to where they are. That's how you take them through the story and you use the pieces of that story to form a lesson of what someone else can learn from that experience. Now, I want you to take a moment and really think about if you interviewed guests on your podcast that way, how that approach would feel so much different from other podcasts you've listened to and how you can really paint a picture to give your listeners that hope and that attainable action plan. You can use this framework, whether you're sitting down and recording a solo episode all by yourself or you're interviewing people. There is a way to form it around the story and then approach the interviewing process in a way that is intriguing and really brings people in. All this is to say that by sharing your story and being vulnerable with your audience, you're being the person over the business. Let's not hide behind our business. You are the business. When you don't hide behind your business, you create a community by being vulnerable and showing up for your audience and that community. It turns listeners into sales because a sense of community is how you build a dedicated following of buyers or diehard fans or super fans, we like to call it. And honestly, it gives people a place to go when their world feels unsteady because they know what they can expect from you and they know what they are going to get every single time they show up and listen. That experience is priceless for anyone. Think about that. Your audience is wanting to come and listen to your podcast because they know what they can expect from you. Now that is powerful and that's how you grow and you scale a business that actually means something and that people actually want to interact with and not just a business that sells something. Because let's be honest, in today's day and age, we don't want a business to sell something. We want a business to stand for something and we want to connect with the person behind that business. 
So again, don't hide behind your business. Be vulnerable and let your audience see that. Since we talk so much about community in the next episode, we are going to dig into how community relates to your values and how you use that to create amazing episodes that keeps your audience wanting more and coming back to listen every single week. Thanks for tuning in to I Want an Invite, a limited series podcast on a mission to make your audience super fans. To connect with us and learn more about working with us to produce your podcast, visit our website at fniskey.com. That's function is key or see the link in the show notes and follow us on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram at Emily Spang. That's E-M-I-L-Y. S-P-A-N-G. 